fun of my drawing. It's not supposed to be funny. JJ's making fun of my face. Mom, tell Grayson to stop teasing me. Is all the constant teasing in your home driving you crazy? Well, then we are so glad you're joining us for today's episode. I'm your host, Katie Morgan, and welcome to Parenting with Ginger Hubbard. Ginger is the best-selling author of Don't Make Me Count to Three, Wise Words for Moms, and I Can't Believe You Just Said That. She speaks at women's events, parenting conferences, and homeschool conventions across the country. You can check out her parenting resources and find out when she's speaking in or near your area at gingerhubbard.com. Listeners, we have been so very encouraged by the financial support we've received that will help to maintain this podcast. We want to personally thank Brittany in Oregon and Allie in Kansas. Allie left us a note that said this, I'm so grateful for the parenting support I've gleaned from these podcasts and how you constantly point me to Jesus above all else. Well, Brittany and Allie, your financial support and kind words are confirmation to us that God is using this podcast to encourage parents to reach the hearts of their children. And that is our deepest desire. Whether it's a dollar a month or $20 a month, your support helps to sustain this podcast and keep it on the air. So if you feel led to partner with us, just go to gingerhubbard.com slash support to donate any amount. If someone asked me, Katie, what is the key to homeschooling with confidence? I would tell them three things. Number one, God's word, can't and won't homeschool without it. Number two, coffee, lots of it. And number three, encouragement from fellow homeschooling families. My husband and I have attended homeschooling conferences since our first year of homeschooling, and I am convinced that I wouldn't have the confidence I have today without the wisdom and encouragement I receive year after year. Friends, if you're a homeschooling parent or if you're considering it at all, I highly encourage you to load up the family and join us at the Teach Them Diligently Convention in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, and that's May 5th through 7th, 2022. Ginger and I will both be speaking, and when we're not, we'll be hanging out in the booth selling Ginger's resources and encouraging parents to reach the hearts of their children for the glory of God. For more information about Teach Them Diligently, go to teachthemdiligently.com. Again, that's May 5th through 7th in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, and use the code GINGER to get $20 off your ticket order at teachthemdiligently.net. Well, Ginger, I have to start by saying that my kids get such a kick out of recording the little bits at the top of the show and, you know, acting in ways that they would never do at home. So thank you for giving them this outlet to try out teasing for a change. It's just, it's totally new for them. (laughs) But it sounded so natural. Yeah. You know what? They're just great actors like their mom. (laughs) Uh, Well, the truth is teasing comes naturally to most, if not all children, uh, particularly those who have been blessed with siblings. We have received some great listener questions along these lines, but I thought it would be really helpful to read part of the opening scenario in the chapter on teasing. And Ginger, this is in your book. I can't believe you just said that. Listeners, what I love about this book is that each chapter deals with a different heart-related issue. And uh, Ginger starts each chapter with a relatable scenario. So here is the scenario from the chapter on teasing. I've actually edited it down a bit, but this is uh, the scenario. Vince and David are playing in Vince's treehouse when suddenly they hear leaves crunching close by. They look out the window to find Julie, Vince's younger sister, wearing her favorite princess costume and heading their way. 
Vince would rather hang out with David alone, but he remembers his parents talking to him about being kinder to his sister, so he allows her to help them spy on some squirrels. At first, the three of them get along well, but then Vince begins teasing, something he has started doing often, especially when his friends are around. So, which princess are you supposed to be today, Julie? Stephanie the stupid or Dolores the dumb? (laughs) Vince laughs as he glances at David to gauge his friend's reaction. Vince is pleased as David chuckles, mission accomplished. You can make fun of me if you want, but I'm actually Snow White, which means all the squirrels like me. So if you were nice to me, I might help you catch one. Julie is determined to fight back, but the tears begin pooling in her eyes. Oh yeah, I forgot all the forest animals were like Snow White's pets, retorts Vince. I'm sure if we wait around long enough, the squirrels and birds will show up to curl your hair and tie your bows. Don't you think so, David? Julie swallows the swelling lump in her throat, but it's no use. The tears begin to trickle down her cheeks. All right, Ginger, before we talk about what's at the heart of teasing and how we can deal with kids who struggle with it, I think it might be helpful if we identify exactly what teasing is. Well, first, Katie, my compliments to your storytelling abilities. Thank you. And I just have to say, your poor brother. You were probably really good at teasing. (laughs) Oh, don't give him any ammunition, Ginger. He has enough. (laughs) Uh, Well, I would say, Katie, that most teasing falls under two categories. There's teasing in the form of mocking which is basically imitating someone for the purpose of making them appear or feel stupid or silly or ridiculous. Or maybe also just to annoy the other person. So we may or may not get some of that in our house as well. Does that fall into that category, Ginger? (laughs) Well, yeah, there's for sure teasing that is just to annoy the other person. I've experienced that one many times Mm -hmm. in my life, not with my kids, of course. But I still say the forms of teasing that's done with wrong motives typically fall under two categories. So there's teasing in the form of mocking. Then there's teasing in the form of insulting, which is verbally ridiculing or belittling someone for the purpose of making them appear or feel inadequate or less significant. Okay, so I'll repeat that for our listeners. Teasing falls into two categories, and that's mocking and insulting. And our goal as parents is to always get to the heart of the issue and address it from a biblical perspective. How do we do that with teasing? Well, whether the teaser is criticizing or belittling or making fun of someone in a joking way, biblically, teasing falls under the category of unwholesome talk that does not benefit the listener. In fact, unwholesome talk does just the opposite. It tears down the listener, which is a direct violation of God's command in John 13, 34, for us to love others, and God's command in Ephesians 4, 29, for us to build others up. So we've talked about the forms of teasing. Now let's talk about motives for teasing. Typically, there's going to be one of three, and they all three derive from selfishness in the heart. So motive one is that the teaser is doing it to get attention at the expense of hurting someone else. Motive two is that they're doing it to entertain others at the expense of someone else. Or maybe maybe even themselves. So like, mm, I'm bored. 
You know, I guess I'll just irritate the stew out of one of my siblings for a change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's that. And motive three is that they're using teasing as an excuse to say whatever it is they really mean or think or believe is true, but then they just tack on, I'm just kidding, mm. which is actually a lie because they're really not kidding at all. And again, all three motives are selfish in nature because they all bring a form of satisfaction to the teaser at the expense of hurting someone else. So number one is for or the teaser to get attention, two is to entertain others or themselves, and three is teasing as a cover for their unkind thoughts or beliefs. Ginger, how can we discern which of those three motives might be the reason behind the teasing? It's a telltale sign that teasing is for the purpose of getting attention or entertaining when there's an audience involved, mm. which was the case in the opening scenario that you read with Vince and David and Julie. It was more important to Vince to get the attention of David and to get his friend to laugh than it was to preserve the feelings of his sister. At the heart of Vince's motive was a selfish attempt to gain favor with his friend. Vince was putting his own need for attention over the needs of his sister. But we're told in Philippians chapter 2, verses 3 and 4, that we're to do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interest of others. So we've determined the heart issue behind Vince's teasing was selfishness. He wanted to get attention and to entertain his friend at the expense of his sister's feelings. And it's important to get to the actual reason behind the teasing in order to be able to ask the appropriate heart probing questions. So Ginger, break down the three-step plan you offer in your book so moms can get a sense for how they might deal with a child who struggles with teasing. Sure. Step one is to get to the heart and help the child see teasing from a biblical perspective. So mom might say something like, honey, in Philippians, we're encouraged to not do things out of selfish ambition, but to value the needs of others above our own. Now, of course, as parents, we do need to remember that we cannot judge the motives of our kids' hearts. Only God knows the true motives of the hearts. But we can ask heart-probing questions to help them evaluate their own hearts. So mom might ask questions like, sweetheart, could it be that you are putting your need to entertain your friend above the feelings and needs of your sister. How would you feel if you were Julie? How would you feel if you were your sister? Did your words show love by building her up or did they tear her down? Okay, Ginger, that middle question. How would you feel if you were your sister? I love that question. And it never ceases to amaze me how often my kids will respond. I didn't think of that. And I just, I get so incredulous sometimes because I'm like, seriously? I mean, this person is sobbing and you didn't stop for a second to consider how you might feel if you made yourself sob. But, you know, I forget that empathy is a learned behavior. Most children don't have this innate desire to step back and think, you know, that would hurt my feelings if someone did that to me. Maybe I should stop. So it truly does help to ask questions like that and to prompt them to consider the perspective of the other person. We're training them to think empathetically, which is to think biblically. That's exactly right. And we've talked about this before, but we would definitely want to ask those questions in private, not in front of the child's friend who is the friend that he's trying to entertain to mm -hmm. begin with. So we don't want to embarrass him. Our goal is not to embarrass the teasing child in front of his friend, but to get him to evaluate his own heart motive. So step one is just a, you know, a few very simple heart probing questions. Step two 
is what to put off. And Matthew 7, 12 is a great verse to refer to. That verse says, do to others what you would have them do to you. Mom might say something like, son, we're told in Matthew that we should treat others the way that we want them to treat us. Would you want your sister to treat you the way that you've just treated her? Honey, when you tease, you're using unwholesome talk that dishonors God and hurts your sister. Ephesians 4.29 warns us about this. That verse says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. Mm -hmm. And then step three is what to put on. And the second part of Ephesians 4.29 is a great verse for teaching them to speak words that edify and build up. So mom might say something like, not only are we commanded to not allow unwholesome talk to come out of our mouths, but we're also told in Ephesians to speak only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Honey, your words did not benefit your sister. In fact, they hurt your sister. But the good news is that when God gives us commands, he also helps us through his spirit to follow those commands. So I want to encourage you, sweetie, to pray and ask God to help you to only speak words that will benefit and build up your sister. Can you even imagine what it would be like if Christian parents would take those words to heart themselves. That just, Hmm. that pricks my heart to consider all the times I don't speak only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Yeah, that's (sighs) a hard one. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I do probably arrive at some helpful words eventually, but how often (laughs) do I throw in a whole bunch of unnecessary garbage in there just to make myself feel better, to be perfectly honest. And then I expect something very different from my kids. So thank you, Ginger, for making me feel bad about myself. Okay. So, <laughs> You're good at that. So just to recap, step one is to ask heart probing questions. So like, sweetie, are you being a little punk again? <laughs> Remember, I told you guys that Katie and I are working on a book together. It's called Wise Words for Punk. Yes. <laughs> I, I need to write that. I need to. Okay, kidding. Uh, maybe not. Maybe not that on the title. We'll, I don't know. We'll, I kind we'll of like it. That. That's our, our children's book. <laughs> <laughs> Wise words for punks. Yeah, we'll see which publisher wants to take that. One yeah, on. come on, come on. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> hey, there is probably one. I bet like. there might we'll be. <laughs> there might be. So, okay, just kidding. We say, sweetie, how would you feel if you were being mocked by your sister in front of her friend? Do your words show love by building her up or do they tear her down? So that's step one. Step two is to point them to God's word and share with them what to put off. And step three is to encourage them with what God's word tells them to do. Now, I do want to just throw in a quick aside here, listeners. All of this information is in Ginger's books, and I highly encourage you to read Don't Make Me Count to Three, and I can't believe you just said that, but my go-to in the heat of the moment helper is the wise words for mom's chart. So if you're hearing what we're saying and thinking to yourself, I will never remember that, I get it, and that's why the chart exists, because Ginger's memory is just as bad as the rest of us, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that is exactly right. Katie, I actually created that wise words for moms first and foremost for myself, because when I was in the heat of the moment, Mm. I'd find myself not thinking clearly, which would result in me addressing issues in ways that did not benefit anyone. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. like asking if they're being a little punk again. (laughs) (laughs) So that helped me to be a little more consistent. And instead of throwing out something that is sarcastic and not beneficial, Mm. uh, just to go to that chart and just have a few heart probing questions already thought out for myself and just some verses to go to, to point them to what God's word says. It just helped me to be a little bit more consistent. Well, and that's why it's wise words for moms, because yes, our kids need to hear those heart probing questions and they need to hear those verses, but I need it as much as they do. Right. Same here. Like I said, I created it first and foremost for myself. And then I just started sharing it with other moms that I thought might could benefit as well. Okay. So let's go back to that third motive for teasing, which you said is when someone uses teasing as a means to express what's really on their heart, but then they follow it up with, oh, I'm just teasing. And lest we think that only children are guilty of this kind of unwholesome talk, let me read the definition of sarcasm aloud for all of us to benefit from. Oh, no, I don't want to hear this. Do I have to listen? I'm just going to take a break while you read that to everybody. You and I are not sarcastic ever, Ginger. So sarcasm is the use of irony to mock or convey contempt. So it's just the grown-up way of being a little punk. And <laughs> you should write all the definitions. I, I think your yeah. definitions just hit the nail on the head, Gabe. <laughs> I'll write my own dictionary. I read a great article about sarcasm on the Gospel Coalition website, and we'll put a link in the show notes to that. But the author said that we use sarcasm as both a shield and a sword, both to mm. deflect and to hurt. And I think mm. that's a really powerful metaphor when we think about our words that way. It is. It really is. You know, I've been guilty of that. Rather than just speaking the truth in love like we're commanded to do, I've thrown out a sarcastic remark or observation, usually something that gets on my nerves about someone. And then when I see that that person is either getting defensive or upset, I'll quickly try to cover over the offense by saying that I was just teasing, when in fact, I really wasn't. Mm It's not an act of love when we use teasing or joking to send hidden messages because we lack the nerve to just come right out and say what we really feel in a loving way like the scriptures tell us to do. That's right. And I think some people may have difficulty expressing their true feelings simply because they don't have healthy communication skills. So they mask their true feelings with teasing and joking. Or if they're really sophisticated, they'll just use that really quick-witted sarcasm. So, Katie, mm-hmm. I guess that puts you and me at that really sophisticated level. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, I shouldn't speak for you. I should just speak for myself. Oh, no, you can. <laughs> and I know, I know I am guilty of sarcasm way too often. But all that to say, whether the teasing derives from a lack of nerve or a lack of healthy communication skills, it still lacks the merit of truth. And Ephesians 4.25 says that we are to put away falsehood. So no matter the reason or motive, using teasing, or as we've brought into now, sarcasm as well, to express true feelings is not in line with God's instructions. It's deceitful to verbalize what is true in our heart and then to follow it with, I was just joking. Mm-hmm. Proverbs 26. 18 and 19 clearly addresses this issue. Those verses say, like a maniac shooting flaming arrows of death is one who deceives their neighbor and says, I was only joking. Well, that makes it pretty clear. (laughs) I know it really does. You know, and if I'm honest, when I get so worked up that I'm to the point of using sarcasm or teasing, that description of like a maniac shooting flaming (laughs) arrows, that's not far from the truth. No. 
It's just not too far off. So the Bible says that we are to say what we mean and mean what we say. According to Matthew 5, 37, we are to let our yes be yes and our no be no. That verse also warns that anything beyond this comes from the evil one. Does your child struggle with whining or lying and you aren't sure how to get to the heart of those issues and address them from a biblical perspective? Then I'm excited to tell you about a new children's book series I've co-authored with my friend Al Rowland called Teaching Children to Use Their Words Wisely. In the first book, Sam and the Sticky Situation, children learn that there are better ways to communicate than whining. And in the second book, Chloe and the Closet of Secrets, they learn why telling the truth is always best. Both books have a parent page to help children understand why whining and lying are wrong and how they can always turn to Jesus for help. So I hope you'll check out the Teaching Children to Use Their Words Wisely series. I think you and your children will be encouraged. Ginger, I love this quote in your book. I can't believe you just said that. You wrote this. Biblical and unselfish communication involves speaking truth in love and encompasses the motive to bring good, not harm. That's right. And according to Ephesians 4.15, it is through this sort of communication that believers grow in maturity in Christ. That verse tells us that as we go about speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of Him who is the head, that is Christ. God takes sinful teasing very seriously. Um, Think about that story in 2 Kings when a gang of boys was teasing the prophet Elisha. Um, They were teasing him about his bald head, and Elisha called down a curse on those people, that whole gang of boys, in the name of the Lord, and then two bears came out of the woods and mauled all 42 of them. Now, that's a story that'll get your kids' attention. That's Maybe not a bedtime story, but that's (laughs) that'll definitely get their attention. But the moral of the story was that Elisha was... The Lord's prophet. To ridicule Elisha was to ridicule the Lord. Mm -hmm. The severe consequences those boys in that story suffered as a result of teasing were God's warning to all who would scorn the prophet of the Lord. And we can learn from that story of the boys who teased Elisha. It says in 2 Kings chapter 2, again, that they were making fun of his bald head. And what they were actually saying was, get out of here, baldy. That's how they were teasing him. But here's the thing. God created Elisha's bald head, just as he created us all with different personalities and characteristics and appearances and interests. And to make fun of, in any respect, of the unique qualities of God's creation is to criticize the creator himself. Proverbs 17.5 says, whoever mocks the poor shows contempt for their maker. Mm -hmm. Therefore, Christians are not to tear one another down through hurtful teasing that dishonors God. Instead, we are to encourage one another and build each other up, as we're told in 1 Thessalonians 5.11. My kids find that story so funny. And (laughs) it's probably because my husband is bald and they would would say that. (laughs) They would say that to him. Uh, They call him baldy. But it's also probably because they're being raised. He doesn't call out a bunch of bears out of the woods. I (laughs) know. That should be a concern. But it's probably because they're being raised by two parents who love to tease each other. Brian and I do tease each other a lot. But you're right. God does take sinful teasing very seriously. So let's talk about teasing that isn't sinful. Is there such a thing? And I sure hope so, because I'm going to have to go back and edit a whole lot of podcast content (laughs) otherwise. (laughs) Especially when you're teasing me. No, you're absolutely, no, you're not going to have to edit anything, Katie, because your teasing is always good nature. 
word. It's not teasing that derives from selfish motive or intention to hurt. It actually makes me think about my dad because our whole family just relentlessly teases my dad all the time. He just gives us so many reasons. He just can't help it. It just just comes natural for him, the the (laughs) material that he gives us. And he's able to laugh at himself without taking an offense. So that actually makes him an easy target. I hate to say it. (laughs) Oh, the stories I can tell, Katie. Uh, Like the time, I have to tell this, like my mom brought home their first computer and daddy tried to use the mouse to turn it on. Like you'd use a remote control to turn on a TV. He did. (laughs) Aiming and click, aiming that the mouse at the computer and clicking saying, how do you turn this stupid thing on? I love it. It's just so funny. Or the time that he was going through the buffet line in my kitchen and thought that our wireless speaker was a salt shaker. (laughs) He never could get enough salt on those mashed potatoes. It was hilarious. My stomach muscles were sore for a week from laughing. I kid you Uh, not. Alexa, salt my roast. (laughs) (laughs) What is it about dads? My sweet daddy is exactly the same. We tease him quite a lot, but he has a very good sense of humor about it. I know. Dads are, I don't know. There's just something about dads that just makes them so, it's so much fun to tease it those is. dads. I think one of my favorite things to tease my dad, this is one more, just one more. Okay. One of my favorite things to tease my daddy about was when he tried to carry a stepladder down our stairs. Instead of carrying it under his arm horizontally, he tried to carry it vertically. And the problem <laughs> was that he wasn't taking into account how short he is. And he is so funny. He said he knew he was in trouble when he went to take that first step on the stairs and the ladder touch the step before <laughs> it was like a pole vault effect and so we hear we, he winds up crumbled we hear this loud noise and he winds up crumbled at the heap in a heap at the bottom of the stairs and you know we did make sure that he was okay before we laughed I mean well, we always good. make sure that he's okay that's yeah, always I mean, a good yeah. thing yeah yeah but then uh we uh, we didn't stop laughing for a week <laughs> I could just go on and on but I think you guys get the idea about good-natured teasing and like your dad Katie my dad just laughs right along with us when we tell these stories over and over and over and laugh about them. He loves it. Personally, I don't think this sort of teasing is the teasing that God warns us against. It all boils down to whether the teasing is rooted in selfishness or a motive to hurt or in our God-given desire to just simply enjoy humorous situations. Mm -hmm. But even with good-natured teasing, and I've gotten myself into trouble a few times with this, We do have to consider the personality of the other person. We have to consider that some people are more sensitive than others. They could be more sensitive on certain days than other people Mm -hmm. if they've not had sleep or whatever the case might be. And some people aren't able to laugh at themselves. And so they take offense when others do. I think it's also important to know what topics we should and shouldn't tease others about. My husband and I know, you know, some things are just off limits and we don't tease Mm -hmm. each other about certain things. Mm-hmm. That's right. You know, my family knows that daddy loves to laugh at himself and that he doesn't take offense when we tease him. But if he did take offense and found our teasing hurtful, then that same teasing would be sinful. Right. So we have to look at the other person, see the kind of response that we're, evaluate our own motives, of course. But even if it is that good natured teasing, if we see that the other person has taken offense or it's hurting them in any way, then we need to stop and we need to ask for forgiveness because that would be labeled sinful teasing. Right. Our motives aren't the only thing to consider. That's right. That's right. That's right.
Okay, so we've managed to turn this entire episode um, into an episode about all the ways that adults tease each other. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and about my dad. And then they turn around <laughs> and ask their kids not to do that to each other. So <laughs> let's bring it back full circle. It's pretty clear that the Bible condemns unwholesome talk. So how can those of us who enjoy good-natured teasing teach our kids the difference between that and hurtful teasing. So what I mean is how can we teach them to consider those things before the damage is done and they've made the other person cry? Well, I think it all boils down to helping them do two things. Evaluate their own heart motives by asking those heart probing questions about intent. And how we can do this beforehand, Katie, what you're asking is that if the child is prone to teasing and you recognize that, encourage them to start asking themselves these questions before they tease. Like, is this comment going to build up or tear down? How might this comment make my brother or sister feel? Just those two simple questions can go a long way in helping them um, think before they speak, think before they tease and cause that damage and that hurt. So during times of non-conflict, just go ahead and talk about how it would uh, be beneficial and helpful for them to start considering those questions ahead of time. And just start the conversation with something like, honey, I've noticed that you seem to be really struggling with teasing your sister and it's hurting her. And so here are some questions that I very much encourage you to ask yourself when you're tempted to tease. And then just go tell them those two questions to ask, maybe even jot them down somewhere so that the child can look at them and recall them throughout the day until they get a little bit better about this. Also, during times of non-conflict, teach them to pay attention to how the other person has been responding to the teasing. Mm -hmm. You know, if they don't normally laugh, then the teasing is not funny to them. Mm -hmm. It's not too hard to determine when teasing is hurting other people. So the bottom line is we want to help teach our kids to consider others above themselves. Now is the part of our show where we give a quick tip for parents. Today's quick tip is courtesy of Christy in Georgia. She actually didn't present it as a quick tip, but I thought it was a brilliant idea to share with our listeners. And here's what she writes. I thought you guys would get a kick out of something I remembered while listening to Katie explain cutting and laminating a copy of Wise Words for Moms. I'm so glad I've inspired people. When my, <laughs> you need to when, do some on spreadsheets, Katie. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> when my littles, four kids and five years were a in a particularly exasperating season. I punched holes in the top corners of my chart and actually tied it with yarn like a giant necklace around my neck. <laughs> I told the kids, I'm trying hard not to lose my patience with you because I don't want to have to apologize for anything. Nobody is going to miss a life lesson today. So this thing, and she would point to the chart, will be close to me all day. Their eyes opened wide and the sideways glances to each other were beyond my expectations for how it might work. Lo and behold, their behavior improved quickly that day and I was able to quell some near disasters with a lighter heart on future days by saying, do I need to wear my special necklace today? (laughs) (laughs) My special necklace. Great (laughs) idea, Christy. If you have a quick tip for our show, we would love to hear from you. It can be any random tip about cooking, housekeeping, something you do with your kids, ideas for fun date nights with your spouse, anything at all. We would love to share your ideas on the podcast. Just go to gingerhubber.com slash quick tips to submit those. Ginger, before you leave us with a final word of encouragement, I want to apologize for all the teasing I've done on our show in the past year, mostly about (laughs) hot dogs and Vaseline. I'm sorry because in reality... I now regularly use Vaseline on my dry feet. 
I knew it. And it it has changed my life. (laughs) And I've been too proud to admit it up until now. So it's fitting that I should stop teasing you today about that specific thing. Yeah, well, we'll see how long (laughs) that lasts. We'll see. We'll see how long I can do it. All right, Ginger, what is your final word of encouragement? The Bible warns us to not tear each other down with teasing and unkind words. As children of God, we have a mutual need and responsibility to encourage and build one another up. So let's be intentional about edifying our brothers and sisters in Christ, and let's also be intentional about teaching our children to do the same. Thank you so much, Ginger, and thank you listeners for joining us. If you enjoyed our show and want to hear more, please subscribe to our podcast wherever you're listening. And while you're there, can you leave us a rating or a review? This helps us get the word out about our podcast so that other parents can be encouraged to reach the hearts of their children. Do you have a parenting question? Well, we invite you to submit it at gingerhubbard.com slash askginger, and we'll do our best to answer it in a future episode. And while you're on the website, you can find our show notes, which will include links to anything we mentioned in today's episode. Also on gingerhubbard.com, you can find Ginger's wonderful resources that will help you get to the heart of outward behavior and address it from a biblical perspective. Today, we're offering a 10% discount on her audio series, Reaching the Heart of Your Child, which is available in CD format or as a digital download. This three-session series is based on the content of Ginger's best-selling parenting book, Don't Make Me Count to Three, and it addresses topics such as how to reach the heart of your child, how to give a biblical reproof, and the biblical use of the rod. The digital download is perfect for our international listeners because there are no shipping costs, and if you enter the code parenting at gingerhubbard.com, you'll get 10% off. If you'd like daily encouragement and parenting advice from Ginger, be sure to follow her on Instagram at ginger.hubbard. Speaking of encouragement, Ginger is now offering live stream presentations for MOPs, mothers of preschoolers, and other moms groups. For more information, have your group coordinator fill out the contact form at gingerhubbard.com. Thank you so much, listeners, for joining us today. We look forward to being with you again next week. Until then, may God bless you as you seek to reach the hearts of your children for the glory of God.